Good day to everybody in podcast land and welcome to another episode of the 8-Track Podcast. A podcast done from the confines of my Kia. Uh, whether it's mine or my wife's, we, we both own the same brand car. Uh, so, we are going to keep rolling with the theme episodes. Uh, I keep, for some reason, want to say issues, and they're not issues, but I read a lot of comic books, um, so I always want to say issues. Speaking of which, um, I, I do another podcast with a very good friend of mine, and he always introduces the podcast by saying my kindergarten classmate, because we've been friends since kindergarten, uh, a buddy of mine, Mark Turcott. He, uh, he's been doing podcasting, him and I have both been doing podcasting for a long time, and he and I do another show called The Enthusiast Life. Uh, it's a weekly podcast, comes out every Friday, and that podcast is where we get our geek on. Uh, like I said, we're both big comic book readers. We like uh, those types of movies, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, like fantasy movies and Marvel movies and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all that fun geeky stuff and, and video games. I don't get into video games as much as I used to. He still does. He's got a podcast as well as the Enthusiast Life Guardian Radio, which is like the number one podcast dedicated to the game Destiny. Um, so, uh, which I I founded that with him, but I just didn't have enough time to uh, put in put in my time with the game or the podcast. So I saw my way out, and we started up the Enthusiast Life over a year ago, and so we. Uh, we do that weekly. It's a, it's a fun podcast where we can just talk about whatever we feel like talking about. And with the uh, Venom movie coming out shortly, I'm sure that will be a topic of discussion when we see it. For now, this is my music-related podcast, like I said, from the confines of my Kia. And last, uh, last episode, I don't want to say last week because it's not a weekly show yet. It's pretty much a daily show because I'm enjoying doing it. Uh, last last episode was about songs including rain because I was driving in a rainstorm and I, I liked going with themes so I think uh, I think the first ever episode is just going to be like the hodgepodge episode um, and then I don't think I'm really going to do that anymore maybe I will I, I think I might every once in a while just to get away from themes um, but this week now this show I figured I would do some cover songs. I think we all like a good cover. Uh, I think uh, there's no band that's immune to doing covers because they, it's where they show their appreciation of other bands and where they came from and things that uh, influenced them through the years. So that's what we're going to tackle today. A uh, eight track plus one plus the Cornell University track. Um, and for now... We'll get things started with uh, a Rage Against the Machine track. They did an entire album, the Renegades album, uh, is an entire album dedicated to covers. So you know, I could pick from, I think there's 11 songs on that album. I could pick from any one of those, but I think the best one on the album uh, is the MC5 Kick Out the Jams song. Uh, it's just a badass song. And sometimes Morello plays this live. They've done it live with the Prophets of Rage group that he's got now, and it's the song is just it, it just gets you going. So we're gonna kick off the the covers episode. Uh, no better way, other way to kick it off than something that's 
high intensity, and this is definitely it. So here is Rage Against the Machine doing MC5's Kick Out the Jams. So there is the amazing Rage Against the Machine, which everybody wants them to get back together. Anything is positive. Guns and Roses, Roses can do it. Uh, maybe that, and I don't mean get back together in the sense of you know they don't do shows. Yeah, they do shows, uh, but they're few and far between. They're not on a massive tour like Guns N' Roses is. Uh, I, I mean, a new album. Not holding out hope for that anymore. I will always have a glimmer of hope. But I think we're past the days of Rage Against the Machine uh, creating new music. Uh, but they still tour from time to time. And if you're lucky enough for them to be in your city, and you get to go. Um, I'm jealous. So uh, I don't normally like to do this. And I probably won't do this often. But sometimes I will. Like right now. Uh, do two songs from... Uh, I don't want to say the same group. It's not the same group. It's... it's Tom Morello song, so being in Rage Against the Machine, I would probably wouldn't do anything other, anything else really related to them uh, for the rest of the show. But this time around, I'm I'm going to just because I think this this is a, a really really good cover. And on the surface, it seems a little bit silly, but when you listen to it and when you know the backstory of it, it takes on a different tone. And and this is Tom Morello's Night Watchman, which I've played in another. Uh, I think the episode one, yeah, it was episode one. Um, he, I went, I saw him live as the Night Watchman, and he did this, and he kind of told the the backstory to this song, and it's really like a protest song, and a lot of people think it's like this uh, patriotic, uh, you know, USA is the best, and, and uh, the lyrics have changed over the year to to kind of mimic that, but when it, in reality, it was written as a protest song, and we all know where Tom Morello stands on some certain issues, so, um, people have added lyrics to it over the years, and and he's done the same thing with, with this song, and turned it into a a rock song, and if you never thought This Land Is Your Land would have a shredding guitar solo, uh, Mr. Morello is here to prove you wrong in that aspect, so, uh, here's Tom Morello, this is from his Uniontown, I don't think this was a full album. I think it was an EP. Um, doing a, a rocking version. Doesn't seem that way in the beginning. Uh, but as you make your way through it, doing a rocking version of This Land is Your Land. All right, so I'm back. And you're probably wondering uh, or saying to yourself, uh, yeah, there's, there was no song that was played there. And that's because this is the first time I'm running into this issue there's uh, a couple songs that Spotify will not, or I should say there's some songs that Anchor will not let me import from Spotify. And uh, this is the only time I've run into this problem. And I'm as I was going through the set list of songs I was going to include in this episode, uh, there was a handful of them that it would not let me import. And I'm wondering if that has to do with them being cover songs. Uh, maybe there's some cover songs that it just will not let me import for whatever reason. I don't get the ins and outs of the legalities of of songs, and maybe because some of these songs are not by the original artist, I can't import them. But there are a bunch that I can import, and fear not, we will have a full episode, uh, multiple episodes of cover song episodes, I'm sure. But instead of just going back and uh, deleting that. Uh, 
uh, segment, I figured, what the hell, just leave it in. It, it gives me a reason to talk about it and why I couldn't import the song. And I really think it's a good song. So if you guys want to go check it out, go find uh, Tom Morello, The Night Watchman, This Land Is Your Land. Um, I didn't. I, I still wanted to give him the shout out, even though I couldn't include his song. Uh, but what we will do is plug along and keep this train moving. And we will continue doing this episode of cover songs with a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover. And I don't know exactly where this album or this song came from, which album it's on. It's on like a benefit album or something like that. And, uh, not a song you would think the Chili Peppers would cover. Um, but they do it and they do it very well. And it's, it's a song that I'm sure you all know. And it's, uh, why must I be a teenager in love? It's a very cute version. So here it is. Welcome back to the 8-Track Podcast, where we are doing cover songs on this episode. And uh, one of the things that I was really into back in the 90s growing up were were, uh, soundtracks. I think soundtracks uh, really took pride in what music they were putting on, um, not only the movie, but onto onto disc, onto CD. and you could listen to, to soundtracks as full albums. You didn't need to really skip around. Um, and I don't think they really do that today. I think people are kind of getting away from making soundtrack, these, or a soundtrack, as pivotal as the movie itself. Music obviously plays a huge role in movies, but a lot of it is, you know, orchestral and, uh, you know, just not... They don't bring in the big bands, a lot of instrumental stuff. Which is fine and which is good, but I mean, we used to have like big name bands doing really good songs for uh, movies, and um, so th- this song comes from the Pleasantville soundtrack. If anybody remembers that movie, it was a very very big movie at the time, and uh, Fiona Apple did a very good version of "Across the Universe" from the Beatles. So that's what you're getting right now. So one of my favorite bands. Uh, I guess ever, but I guess if you say of bands that are still together, they're probably one of my favorite bands, maybe the favorite band uh, of bands that are still together making music, and that's the Deftones. Um, not my favorite band of all time, but maybe with that asterisk of uh, bands that are still together. Um, man, they make some really, really good music, and uh, it's and maybe it's a sound that not everybody likes, but... Um, I don't know. I think they're real creative. and uh, Even with the death of their bass player a few years back, they've still pressed on and are still making really great, awesome records, really great rock records. Uh, and I'm coming up to an accident here, so give me a second. There's glass on the road, and there's... Uh, this is yeah. It's not bad, but it looks like there's kids crying, so this is kind of sad. All right, hang on. Let me get past this. Oh, yeah. Straight to the front of the car. Oh, that's a dude. That's that's an insurance claim. All right. So, uh, and interestingly enough, wow, this is this is I, I don't know, ironic. Who knows? Uh, the the song that I'm going to play for you from the Deftones is uh, a Cars song. Uh, the the name of the song is Drive. I don't really like the Cars is one of those 
bands that I never really got into. It's not, it's one of those things where like, yeah, I respect them and what they've done for music. I just don't like their sound. Um, but every once in a while they have a song, even with bands that you don't necessarily like that, uh, just strike you. And this is one of those songs. And the fact that the Deftones covered it just kind of adds to the appeal to me. Um, and the fact that I just drove by an accident involving a car where obviously they can't drive. So I think I should probably play this song so I don't suffer the same fate. Here is Deftones doing the Cars version of Drive. Welcome back. And who doesn't love a good Prince song, right? I mean, how can, can anybody not be a Prince fan? I haven't found one yet. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's, like I said with the Cars, even if you don't like him and don't like his music, you have to respect the man for what he did. Incredible talent. Gone way too soon. You can throw all those things out there, but uh, he has a, a huge, vast musical catalog for us to go through to the end of time. And um, I saw Incubus play a concert 10 years ago, maybe. And uh, they covered this song from him, and it, I was blown away by their version of it. They didn't stray too far off. They just, you know, it's updated, uh, updated rock sound. And then they came out with a, Incubus came out with a Greatest Hits album. Um, and they had some new songs at the tail end of it, as a lot of bands do on these Greatest Hits album. And they released it as a, a studio version which was great because up until that time, the only time I heard it was on that one concert. So um, they released a version of Let's Go Crazy. And I mean, just imagine it in a live setting. It was, it really just got you going. And uh, they transferred that energy from the concert into this studio version. So here is Prince's Let's Go Crazy covered by Incubus. So another band I've never been too crazy about personally, but I still think, you know, every once in a while they have a good song uh, that I'll listen to is Korn. Uh, I don't know. I've never been a huge Korn fan. I kind of feel like their songs kind of sound the same pretty much, but um, I think they're very talented. I think that performance that they put on Woodstock at Woodstock is legendary. Um, so I don't want to dump on them too much, and I'm not the type to be like, oh, they're terrible, and if I don't like a band, I just like, I don't like a band because of their sound, um, and again, they do come out with good songs from time to time, this is, uh, Evanescence covering one of their songs, which I actually liked the original Korn song, um, I think this was a perfect song for Evanescence to cover, uh, this is a live version. To my knowledge, they don't have it on a studio recording, which is totally fine. Um, but they they do a very good job. And like I said, I think the, the style of that song suits the style of Evanescence. So uh, it's a live version of it. And here's Evanescence doing Corns Thoughtless. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the 8-Track Podcast couple more to get to before we hit the Cornell University for this week's episode all about cover songs and right now we're going to hear a cover from another band that was part of my my youth grunge era um, childhood and that is the band Live 
Live recently has gotten back together. Uh, I guess technically they never really broke up, but Ed Kowalczyk kind of went off on his own, kind of forcefully. A lot of band animosity. Broke up, did their own separate things for a little while. Live brought in another lead singer, still went by the band Live. Released an album, which you can not really find that album anymore. Since Ed Kowalczyk came back into the band, they really pulled that album out of their catalog, and uh, I'm sure you can find like a hard copy of it, like on vinyl or on CD somewhere. But streaming services, it's gone. Um, but he's back. This album was their greatest hits album, and like we said earlier, a lot of bands throw in some new songs or some cover songs. That's exactly what they did with this one. And this is live, and they've covered this song. Um, this is the studio version. They have done it live, so it was in their. Uh, live shows for a number of years, um, and they do a really good version of Johnny Cash's I Walk the Line. So let's check that out. So of course, uh, what I normally like to do, like any good encore, is save the best for last. Uh, and this obviously doesn't include the Cornell song, because that always is the best. Uh, but this one in particular blew my freaking mind the first time I heard it. It was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, I don't remember exactly who went into the Hall of Fame for that particular year, um, but whoever it was, this this just overruled the night. Um, it's another classic band, the Beatles. It's a Beatles song, and um, it's it's a it's a super group on stage, which these Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts usually are at the end you get almost everybody that's uh being inducted and then some even people who uh presented to uh to introduce or introduct whatever band into the hall of fame gets involved it's just this big hodgepodge of everything so uh this super group here if you want to call it is uh steve winwood jeff lynn tom petty and prince and the guitar solo Prince does at the end, just, I don't know, man. There's, there's no words for it. So just sit back, relax, enjoy all those artists I just laid out for you doing the Beatles while my guitar gently weeps. You'll be repeating it the rest of your life. It's unbelievable. Check it out. So I was just talking to my brother about that song in particular, that version. Uh, he kind of told me an interesting story. I didn't look it up to see if it's true. I'm just going to go with that it is true. And uh, he told me that that performance was shortly after Rolling Stone came out with their top guitarists of all time, top 100 guitarists of all time which Jimi Hendrix topped that list. Prince apparently was unhappy with his ranking, which was 33, and uh, that performance was shortly after that um, that list was revealed. And <clears throat> it might have been his first um, performance after it was revealed. So it was a big F.U. almost to, uh, to Rolling Stone to not put him up higher in the list. So that's the thing with lists. They are so up to the person or a couple people who want to put it together. And that's that's their opinion. 
it's not necessarily fact, but lists get people riled up for that that, that exact same reason. And if this is true, we got a legendary performance out of Prince because of it. So so that is our cover song volume one playlist for today. We are getting to the Cornell University segment of the show where we play one Chris Cornell song based on the the playlist that we're uh, doing for the episode. And yes, Chris Cornell has done several cover songs. The um, first one that always comes to my mind is the uh, Billy Jean cover that he did on his Carry On album. <clears throat> he had done it live a couple times, acoustic, um, and then when Audio Slate broke up, Carry On album came out, and he had come out with a studio version. Uh, I'm not going to play that one, however. If you want to go, if you haven't heard that and you want to go check it out, go check it out. Um, the version, well, the song I'm going to play right now was actually from a Santana album, and Santana put out a record where he did all cover songs, and like most Santana albums, or more recent Santana albums, he has uh, various music artists performing on, on each individual song. So this was an album that he came out with a few years back that was all cover songs, um, and same thing, had all different uh, singers for each individual song. So the uh, Cornell song that he did with him um, is a cover of Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. And it's it's exactly like you think it would be. Uh, Cornell's amazing vocals, Santana's incredible guitar play. It's a match made in heaven, so... Check it out. I think you will enjoy it very much. This is also coming out on the uh, the box set that will be coming out next month. The Chris Cornell box set, kind of like uh, songs that you know maybe not have heard too much because they're on other people's albums, such as this one. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Chris Cornell and Santana covering Led Zeppelin's "Whole Lot of Love." A whole lot of awesome in that song. So uh, that's it. That's our uh, episode number three, Cover Songs Volume 1. Hope you enjoyed that eight-track plus one of covers. Um, We'll do this a lot more down the road. Maybe I'll get a schedule of when we should do these things, but like everything else right now, we're just doing how we want to do it. Anything that you want to see, or, or excuse me, hear on the uh, the podcast song-wise, whether it's a cover song or whether it's a, a playlist you'd like me to do or songs that your band is currently recording and want to be on the on the episode for whatever reason, send me an email and maybe we'll, we'll get it on here in future episodes. So that is it for now. Um, I'd like to set up episode four, but I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. So we'll cross that bridge when I think of it. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time.